Hi, I'm Kristen Ludlow from NBA Inside Stuff, and you're listening to the Double Clutch Podcast. Hello, and welcome to the Double Clutch NBA Podcast. I'm your usual host, Matthew Wellington, and I'm joined by a whole host of star-studded college players tonight. Um, we've got Thomas Roebury. Hello there. Who is somehow still awake after a 12-hour shift. Yep. Long day. The time is currently 12.32. We are sitting here waiting for the la- for the draft to start. Uh, we've got Joe Helbert. Hi, guys. And we've got Mark Benson. Here are guys. Everyone is uh, fighting off sleep and, you know, lack of sleep, I guess, because we're NBA fans. So we're probably still catching up from the finals, which was like a week ago now, but it still messes your body clock up. But um, we're here to do our third consecutive live draft coverage. And um, yeah, we're basically going to be talking you through the lottery picks for the next sort of what hour, I imagine it will be because it'll take a while. So Adam Silver's currently on stage, uh, the NBA commissioner, obviously. Welcoming everybody to New York, but um, thoughts on the draft, guys. I mean, we've got myself, a Lakers fan, Thomas, you're a Denver fan. We've got a, a Wolves fan. We've got a Hornets fan. We've got a bunch of teams that are all involved tonight, so hopefully it's going to be interesting. This should be pretty fun with all of us supporting different teams. You and Mark will get yours. St- uh, no, you and Joe will get your teams out of the way pretty early. Um, so, yeah, I guess Carl Anthony Towns is the consensus number one pick, right, Joe? Yep. Um, yeah, apparently he's been told by Flip Saunders, he's getting drafted at one. So I don't know if he's happy about that because Zach Levine wasn't very happy when we drafted him last year, but I think it's a good pick. I mean, most people have him locked in as the best prospect. Yeah, 6'11", 250 pounds. Kentucky, obviously, a freshman, had a good year for them. That team just produces players like it is a talent tree that comes out of there. So I don't think there's going to be much uh, doubting him once he does go into the league. Um, the Lakers obviously got the second pick, the... I think people are thinking Jahil Okafor, maybe um, D'Angelo Russell. Nobody quite knows. I guess the Lakers tonight have got the ability to sort of throw the the doors wide open on the whole draft. I would be shocked if they took D'Angelo Russell. And this stupid rumour about the Lakers being in for Boogie Cousins is just It's not stupid. It is stupid. (laughs) It's stupider than the Nuggets because we have players to trade. You have Robert Sacre. Ryan Kelly. We have we have Trump. the future to trade. <laughs> and the future is a prospect. <laughs> That's what it is, though. That you know, if the trade I've seen, which for me is a bad trade from the Lakers, would be to give up um, Julius Randle, Jordan Clarkson, who averages seventeen points per game after the uh, after the All Star game and uh, the second pick, and they wouldn't even get the pick six in return. That that for me is too much to give up. I know his cousins probably top three or four centers in the league but that that is a lot that leaves them with Kobe Bryant DeMarcus Cousins and Wesley Johnson I was very um, cautious as to the trade during the week but I spoke to Tom Reed of Believe the Hype and almost kind of convinced me that it might be worth it because obviously Boogie is like a he's a set up superstar already whereas you are you're sort of gambling with the future if you take someone like Okafor and you hope Clarkson plays well I mean if they draft Russell tonight it's it's going to mess that up because you've got another guard maybe they play together we don't know we'll have to see um, but they're not going to play together for many minutes if Kobe's still you know doing what Kobe does but um, the third pick is the 76ers at the moment the uh, Timberwolves are currently on the clock so we'll keep you informed as to what's going on there but yeah the, uh, the 76ers what do you think those guys are going to do? I haven't got a clue because the Joel Embiid injury well, the news that he might be out all of next year as well. Maybe that yeah. puts Porzingis in the play. Likelihood is D'Angelo Russell, though. Makes more sense. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, 
it, it all really comes down to what picks one and two are really as to what 76 is going to do. Because, I mean, you know, they've had top picks for the past few years. So uh, it all depends on that. Obviously, Russell is the obvious choice. But as you say, Embiid with the injury, and that's probably... Uh, it, it's, yeah, it's going to be Russell, I'm going to say. They need they need guards. I mean, they've got enough big men. They've even got Robert Covington, who has actually been pretty productive since they picked him up last year. But um, but that Sam Hinkie's philosophy is the Philadelphia Jeremiah's philosophy is just pick the best player available. Yeah, yeah. Personally, I don't believe in that. I think you should pick what you need. But again, it really does depend on what the Lakers do. That's the thing with this draft. It's it's not obvious that anything could happen, especially when you've got people like Phil Jackson in, in charge of important stuff. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. You've got these three big franchises sort of that haven't really been relevant the last sort of five, well, half decade, really. You've got like the Celtics, the Lakers and the Knicks all wanting to make moves this season. I mean, obviously next year is big for, for, for like the Lakers and stuff, but if they could start the ball, get the, you know, get the ball rolling this year by adding some players and there's all the rumors today about like Lamarcus Aldridge and guys like that. We'll get onto that a bit later just to sort of fill the gaps in the, uh, in between the picks. But I think it's a, it's a big, you know, it's a big night tonight for a lot of these franchises. If Boston try and trade up, then, you know, if Jahil Okafor drops down, then they've said they'll quite happily try and move up to get that. And, you know what um, what Hinky's like. He's more than happy oh. to make deals. So, with the first pick in the 2015 NBA draft, right. the Minnesota Timberwolves select Carl Anthony Towns from the University yeah. of. Yeah. So I think it's what we all expected. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I'm really happy with that. I think he can space the floor as well, which we need. We were bottom in our three-point attempts last year. Uh, that's down to our coach as well, but in fairness to Flip Saunders, we don't, we didn't have many uh, perimeter shooters. Kevin Martin was out for most of the year. Wiggins, he's trying to develop his inside game, uh, and he he looks happy to be at Minnesota as well. Judging on this, because you know Zach Levine, I can't say what he said on air, but um, when he was drafted, but it, it's good to see him. We got two good building blocks to build around because Wiggins and Tanner both two way players. It's not like they're just. It's not like they're turnstiles. So I'm really happy with this pick. Yeah, big big future for your young guys there. And a shout out to Andy tonight, who is actually in Minnesota. So I imagine that place is pretty buzzing right now. I'm at the Target Center. I've seen some tweets of people. Uh, yeah, because someone spotted a Johnny Flynn jersey on Twitter, which I thought was hilarious. I told uh, <laughs> told Joe about that before we came on, but it's probably buzzing there tonight. So uh, Andy, if you do end up listening to this at some point, we uh, we're saying hello. <laughs> The thing is with Towns as well, he's, I think people look at big men as just big powerhouses, but there's a video. If you, if you guys can try and find it, there's a video of him. He just shoots about 10 three pointers in a row in about 20 seconds. Like he's so talented. I think that he's, he's like the modern forward. I think Okafor's the old fashioned one. He gets in the post. He tries to bully his way to the basket. Whereas Towns has got a bit more finesse. He can, he likes to jump shoot. He's so. almost European. It's weird. Like yeah. the, the European big men that have come across the league the last few years have always been sort of portrayed as being these perimeter threats, and obviously that helps with the way like the the three point game is in Europe. But he's got a bit of both. Like he can play the American game and the European game, and that's what you need. He's sort of he's he kind of look, he look kind of reminds me of someone like Kevin Love who can do both 
things pretty well at a high consistent level and obviously we didn't get to see that um, a lot this season but yeah I think the pick's big for the Timberwolves I think they've got a huge future coming up I mean Zach Lafine, what was he a top top fifth top he was a lottery pick last year wasn't he so yeah lower lottery so they've got they've got the, the the sort of the talent to build upon there and Wiggins is a star there's no doubt about it Rubio could have a good year I mean I know he's had his injury problems recently but I think the future's bright if you're a Timberwolves fan. And with a guy like Kevin Garnett in the locker room, you're going to have sort yeah. of a veteran presence to, to help players out and stuff. And I watched, um, Zach Levine was on Grandland this week talking about how Garnett sort of handles the rookies and the younger players on the team. And he just said, he's the coolest guy you could possibly hope to have. Yeah. And that's what they yeah. really need. That's what you need in these organizations. You need <laughs> these, these players to sort of get the best out of the younger guys and give them a, you know, cool their heads down because when you get drafted obviously you're so hyped up that you're going to be this and going to be that but I think Anthony Towns now is going to go into Minnesota and Kevin Garnett's probably going to sit him down and be like right you know I've been in this situation before this is what's going to happen you're going to get all this pressure but you can't let it get to you yeah I think the thing is with Garnett I'm I'm even saying this a Minnesota fan we're not a big franchise we don't have a lot of history there's you know it's not People don't go, yeah, I want to go and play in Minnesota. But Kevin Garnett, he absolutely loves this team. Like, he yeah. didn't even want to leave for Boston. He only left yeah. because he knew it was the best thing for us in the future. But he, he, know, he knows what it means to play for Minnesota. And I think he's just the perfect guy in the locker room. But, and more than that, you know, who's better to learn off? He's probably, what, the second best power forward of all time in the NBA? Yeah. As, as, as we've talked about plenty of times, I... Honestly, I can see Minnesota being like a championship team next like five years. But you know, this pick tonight kind of solidifies that. I mean, it's just phenomenal. You got Wiggins, you got Towns. I mean, people like Shabazz Mohammed even. You know that that guy is pretty damn good. He had a good year. And, yeah. and I mean Levine as well. If I mean if he stays, um, and it, it's just an amazing team that they've built over the years. It's great. Hopefully, Anthony Bennett can sort of wake up a bit as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's on the trade block, flips all, and does this pretty much trying to get him out. I think Alex tweeted us the other day who writes for our site and was just like, we need a sort of um, Anthony Bennett watch over the summer just to keep an eye on what's going on there because obviously, like, number one pick, Canadian, second, like, he started the trend. You had, like, him and Wiggins both picked one after another and they're conveniently they've both been the drafts that we've covered the last few years and when when Bennett was picked I can't like I think Frankie fell off his chair and Bates was a little bit amazed and we none of us really saw that coming so yeah it was a, it was a, it was a shock but hopefully you know there's a couple of number one picks on that team there will be three of them on there by the time it gets to well t- well it's three picks now so you've got a huge future coming up I think I think yeah. I think so um I don't know if Bennett will stick around, but I mean, even then, you know, we've said about Shabazz Muhammad, we've got, um, we've got Adrian Payne on the bench as well, who has not got a great basketball IQ at the moment, but he's a player who we can develop. He's an exciting project. Yeah. And we've still got Kevin Martin. I mean, that guy can flat out score. He can, yeah. you know, he averaged 23 points per game this year on a really bad team. Okay, so the Lakers counting down. Seventeen seconds left. Um, oh, I'm on ten, nine. What eight, do they? Do? Yeah, seven, you're going to be ahead. Lucky, Shut up. Lucky boy. No, no spoilers. Everyone's on different things. I'm trying to run the Twitter feed and do this at the same time. It is a, it's not a good thing. Draft night is oh. a little bit difficult. So yeah, I mean, is it going to be Jahilog for D'Angelo Russell? We'll have to see what happens. I think if they take, um, 
Russell, I'm wondering if there could be a trade in there for Boogie, but like Thomas said earlier on, I don't know if that's necessarily a thing. <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen here. We all know what was happening last pick. But... It's the Lakers. They just want to surprise everyone. Here he comes then. With the second pick in the 2015 NBA draft, the Los Angeles Lakers select D'Angelo Russell. Wow. The Ohio State well, going to be honest. Uh, draft boards blown open everywhere. <laughs> yeah, I did not expect that, but I think that is a good pick. Yeah. I think he's going to learn under Kobe Bryant for a year. You know, and I don't like Kobe, but he's <laughs> best ever at what he does. Um, I bet, hey, whoa, 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 you better take that back just in case we get attacked by Jordan fans. <laughs> I, I'm really, I'm quite happy the Lakers have done that. I think that is a really sensible pick. I think Byron Scott, he's actually got quite a good record with guards. He was really good with uh, Chris Paul at New Orleans. So, good pick. Good pick. Yeah. I am generally stunned though. Like I think Okafor is a rare talent. Like I know he's a big, and there's a, there's like a lot of bigs in the NBA and in, in college right now. But I don't know. I just the, the history goes where you kind of don't pass up on a big man. So that's a bit of a stunning move from the Lakers, really. And it kind of hints to me that maybe there's something in the pipeline with regards to a big man in the free agency. So. If the rumors yeah. are true today that like Lamarcus Aldridge is ninety nine point nine percent certain he's leaving Portland and has told them he's not coming back, if 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 it's between us and the Spurs and we've gone and done this, then maybe that might be a fit. Or if Kevin Love is still an option, obviously he opted out in Cleveland over the weekend, so there's plenty of opportunities there. And the thing is, everyone like last year it was blasted. Like the Lakers are still the Lakers. Like people still want to play for him. All these guys in the draft were like, we want to be picked by the Lakers. They're still that aura is still there with the young guys in this league. Yeah. And I, I don't think you can ever really count that out. And I imagine it's the same with the Knicks, but if, as opposed to like the Knicks and the Celtics, they've got the, the Lakers and the Celtics, sorry, have got that history behind them. Whereas the Knicks haven't, and they don't have a great history of their draft picks. Yeah. Well, the, the Knicks don't, it's my opinion. I, I don't, I don't think rookies want to play with Carmelo Anthony, especially someone like Russell. He's the guy who wants the ball. Whereas Melo, you know, that man is a bull hog. Yeah. yeah. You know, good player, but I don't think he's someone people really want to play with. In 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 terms of uh, this pick now, what do you think the Lakers will actually do next year? Do you think they'll actually go for another, another tanking season and see Kirby off, or do you think they'll actually try and do something? I think it depends on that free agency. Like, if we, if they, yeah. if we do get someone, I mean, I'm a Lakers fan, so I may as well state it, but, you know, if, we get someone, then I think you could try and contend. But the problem is, if you're in the Western Conference, it's so difficult. And this is the problem the Kings have got, right? Like, they started the season so well, and yeah. um, it just dropped off after that. And then you had George Cole come in and say, he said to he said he wasn't going to let personal reasons get in the way of him and sort of DeMarcus Cousins. And then, obviously, that it's all come out recently that it's Carl who kind of wants him out, and that's yeah. not what we were thinking. And... The Kings have now got a decision to make as to whether or not they they keep their future with Cousins or whether they carry on with George Carl. And George Carl's obviously got this great record, this magnificent record at the NBA with regards to you know the amount of wins and stuff. So he can t- he can turn a franchise around. He's a coach that's proven to do that. You look what he did in Denver a few years ago. They played some fantastic basketball and I believe they got knocked out by um the Warriors. I think it was, but you know. Cousins is a once in a lifetime, like a once in a lifetime talent. He's one of those guys that I think if you have an opportunity to get, you try and go out and get him. And it's the same with Kevin Love. It's why these guys in this league are stars because players and teams, you know, 
teams want these guys and their things. Mm-hmm. So if the Celtics move up and, you know, try and get to this, this three now that Jahil Okafor's dropped, I would, would not be surprised at all. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I really don't know what Philly are going to do here. I think for a neutral, it's probably the best thing that could have happened because if Philly take Okafor, that means they have no Okafor, Okafor, Embiid. But that is, that's a bit of a... That's scary. It is, yeah. But I mean, could you play all of them at the same time? Yeah, tall, tall, tall ball, yeah. I mean, there's so, there's so many small ball teams now. Play tall ball. If there's one really? thing that can counteract small ball, it's tall ball. So, well, that and the fact, like know. when Embiid came into the the draft last year, like his project, project, he was projected to be like a top ten player in the NBA. He, he's yeah. he's a freak. Like the guy was averaging the same, like stats better than um, a larger one in college. So he's clearly got something there. But the injury may have, I don't know, may have a psychological effect on him. We don't know. But I guess when you draft a player, and there's there's players in this draft this this year who are injured. But if the team shows you faith and says, look, we'll give you four years and you've just got to prove it to us that you, you want to be here and that you want to play, you've got yeah. your first year to get healthy, then go for it. I mean, the 76ers have admitted they're not in a rush. I mean, I've done this, this draft show the last two years with two 76ers fans and it's been hilarious because every year they've just got this same, we're going to get better next year. We're going to get better next year. But the problem is, when's that going to stop? Yeah. That's why, yeah. that's why you can't really knock down teams like, you know, the Timberwolves haven't been in the playoffs. They've got the longest streak of not being in the playoffs in the NBA. And then you've got the Lakers and the Celtics. Like, the second they're out of the playoffs, they want to get back in it. That's just the way their organizations are run. The Knicks always want to be there. And you've got organizations around the league, Miami Heat, teams like this. They always want to be at the center of the attention. And I don't know, Philly's kind of dropped out of that recently. They had that great run in sort of the early 2000s behind Allen Iverson. And they had a couple of playoff appearances the last sort of, I don't know, six, seven, eight years. But... Yeah. They had one a couple of then. years ago, but they they had like uh, Iguodala, Thaddeus Young. Yeah, it was yeah. it was a team that was never going to challenge, and I just yeah, think it was that... like it was like a bit like a Memphis. It was an effective team, but they just they were never going to win it because they didn't have a star. But I mean, yeah. Tiangelo Russell, you know, if we're going to make a comparison, I think his ceiling is James Harden. For me, he's. I'm not sure he's a point guard, a classic point guard, you know, like a John Stockton or a Jason Kidd, but he he's very good on the ball. Um, Harden, you know, he brings the ball up most. Kind of Magic Johnson like with his passing. Yeah, I, I think so. I think this guy he can drive. He's a powerful player. I think brilliant fit. I think he's going to be, you know, a couple of people having better than Towns. Can't yeah. really argue with that. Well, I think that's what Jay Billis was saying earlier on on ESPN. It's like the guy's stealing is really high. And if you're the Lakers, like people in L- in LA still go on about Showtime all the time. So if you can get a guy who's going to, you know, bring that back in some form of sense and you partner him with Clarkson and they learn from Kobe and Kobe just sees out his last few years of his contract and then has a happy retirement, then, you know, the future's there. The only problem with these guys, and I think Nick Caro of um, NBA Australia tweeted earlier is, I just I worry where the, the the defense is with these two guys on the court. Yeah, I mean that's a fair criticism, but I mean you've seen, you know, you just got to look at the Suns team and um, you know when they had Stoudemire and Nash, not really them are great defenders, but they made a good go of it. Yeah, I guess if you outscore the opposition and you have that, what was it, seven seconds or less, then you do mm. kind of just uh, play in the game the way you want to play it. Um, so the next pick is yeah. the 76ers. Here he is. It's always really awkward when everyone's at different times. 
Yeah, I think you're all ahead of me, which should be fun. For the Mark's moment. definitely ahead of us because he yelled it out earlier on. They're doing a shout-out now. My guess would be they take Okafor and try and trade him because it's the Sixers. Could they take Okafor and then trade him to Boston for Marcus Smart, maybe, and some other picks? I don't know. That makes sense. Although Marcus Smart can't shoot either, and that's why they got rid of Michael Carter-Williams. Well, I think Isaiah Thomas might force himself into that starting lineup. So, Yeah. <laughs> and that guy's had so much criticism, like coming to the league, second-round pick, you know, no one thought he was good enough, everyone thought he was too small, and he's just, like, blown everyone away. Well, he was, um, he was Mr. Irrelevant. Yeah. I'm not saying he's irrelevant, but he was the last pick in the draft. It's so. such a Sixers move to say we'll give you Okafor, but we want Smart, and if we need to, we'll take Gerald Wallace's contract. <laughs> well, they don't care about winning, do they? So, <laughs> not yet, anyway. I, I, I'd be honest. I was listening to to Zach Carp yesterday. I don't understand what they're doing. I really don't. Like, when does it stop? With the third pick in the 2015 NBA draft, the Philadelphia 76ers select. Jalil Okafor from Duke University. Another big, wow. Something I think something has got to be in the works, surely. That's... Well, they can't trade Embiid unless somebody says, okay, we'll just let him heal for a year. Newland's Noel probably is gettable if somebody wants to trade for him. Yeah. Yes. I think I, nobody I, else worth trading. I think they have to trade one of the centres, personally. I don't think... Trading Noel's the best idea. Um, well, if but, I think if Boston are clearly, they've clearly said today they want they would they would quite happily take Jahil Okafor, and why wouldn't they? So if they've got the they've got the picks which they have, and you know they want to move Marcus Smart, then surely that's got to be a better option than nothing. And they, when it, if they've got a lack of, lack of guards like one of you said earlier on, then that would make sense. Yeah, I mean, if you ask me, I think then they'd have to throw more in the Marcus Smart. And they maybe have to chuck in. I don't. Know. Well, yeah, there'll be picks, is what I'm saying. But you look at the amount of picks that the Celtics have got. It's they they have no shortage of picks in the drafts over the next couple of years and this year. So, yeah, these are the six. They've already got a lot of picks. Mind you, so are the Celtics. I mean. Hinky, Hinky always wants more. <laughs> I think Zach Harper said that um, of um, CBS said that Sam Hinky must be holding up his broken table with ne- uh, Brooklyn Nets picks. Not Sammy, Danny Ainge of Celtic. They've got, <laughs> they've got a ridiculous amount of picks. Yeah. Boston. I, I'm not sure they need them. I, I don't think they're that far away to be. Well, that's because they, they kind of raped um, Brooklyn. <laughs> a lot of draft yeah. picks when they sent their yeah. uh, Garnett and, and Pierce and Terry a few years back. So God, and, that and, was a... and that didn't work out very well. And um, was it Pro- Prokhorov was like, if um, if the Nets don't win a championship within five years of me taking over, then I'm going to have to get married, and it's already been five years. So good luck with marriage, mate. Enjoy. <laughs> I know. Oh I, I know it's a bit off topic, the Brooklyn Nets, because they're not picking for. I think. Then they've got. Do we have to lower the tone of the conversation? <laughs> you just got to laugh. It is. It is bad. It's, it's funny. <laughs> it is bad. It's funny for some of us here because, like, there's a lot of English net fans. You look oh, at on our Twitter yeah. feed. There's actually quite a lot of them. Yeah, you go. You go through Wolverhampton Town Centre, and they're all wearing Nets jerseys. <laughs> what are you doing in your life? The only reason Jay Z, Jay Z, because Sports Direct sell them. They sell them cheap, so that's. <laughs> <laughs> well, the '76 oh. fans look happy. There's a draft party on telly at the moment. They're all going a bit mental. I don't blame him, really. Jahil Okafor's like, <laughs> he's like predict, projected top two. Some people were even saying he was going one. I mean, 
That's why yeah, we love the NBA draft. So long. Uh, yeah, he's very old-fashioned centre. Good post moves. That's what he's got. I'd, so I'd I mean, probably, I does I'd that? I'm not sure that has a place in the modern NBA. You know, it's not like in the eighties where you could do that for seventy-five percent of your plays. You just guard, give it to you, and you turn and shoot. I don't think it's like that. So, but I think Philly they actually do run quite a nice offense. So if they keep him, I think he'll be. Um, it might be an exciting player, and I think they've got a good coach. I think he'll develop under him as well. Yeah, I just hope they don't use him in like an offense sort of way like the Hornets do. That that's all. That, mm. You know, the offense is horrible. You know, pass the ball straight into uh, Al Jefferson. He puts it in the basket. It doesn't work. Like as you say, it actually, to be fair, I'd probably compare him to Al Jefferson. Okafor. I mean, who else would you compare him to in in the modern game now? I, I like that comparison. Oh, I think he's. I think he's got more defensive potential because Jefferson. Yeah. I'm a big fan of Al Jefferson, but he's a bit of a turnstile. I think. I don't think it's him being bad. I just think he's. He's quite stocky. Yeah. Small. People just run past him. Yeah, I like that comparison. I'd say that's his his flaw. If I'm going to use um, NBA terms, I'd say that's his worst possible outcome. But that's not bad. Al Jefferson's a very good player. Yeah. Okay, so the fourth pick will be coming up in a bit. It's the New York Knicks. Who do you guys think's going? I mean, is it is it going to trade? Be, I reckon yeah, going to be a trade. I'm I'm going to disagree with these guys. I think it's I think Paul Zingas. I think they're going to choose Paul Zingas. Mo- they don't need Moody. I like it's it's that simple. Is he really six uh, eleven as well? Because I was watching the draft. Um, they had all the guys obviously taking the draft photo, and he looked yeah, taller no than way. most of the guys. He's, there. I think I'm it's because he's sure skinny. He's about seven foot, and he's. I've got like a seven foot five, seven foot six wingspan. He's massive. Yeah, he can. He, he, can he hit could threes. be. He could be downplaying his height, to be honest. Because remember, the taller you are, the more problems you get. Skinny. He's wearing high heels. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's Doris Burke in disguise. <laughs> if you on uh, on ESPN now, Jalen's team need for the Knicks everything. Versatility. That's his favorite word, isn't it? <laughs> For the Knicks, it just says everything. Like he's not packing any punches. There. What do you guys actually think about European players, though? Because obviously, Dirk's probably the most successful one in the last decade. Um, but the if you actually look at like the picks for the last few years, they have not been successes in this league. Andre Bargnani probably being the worst of them. Are you talking European players out of the Euroleague, or just general European players? Yeah. Those are just general European players going into the draft, well, right, except for the draft. I, I guess before Greece actually move out of the EU here, um, <laughs> we can kind of count Giannis Antetokounmpo in this conversation. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah, Giannis the guy is brilliant. Success. I love him. You've got both, both Gasols as well. I mean, yeah. I, I, I think Powell's one of the more underrated players of his uh, generation. Because we've had Duncan and Garnett, he just kind of gets swept under the rug, Powell Gasol. I just think the American press always build it up as if they're like the mystery men, but obviously because America's kind of isolated in the way it looks at the world, it doesn't get to see, you know, players of, think, an, of another nationality. I think American fans just assume that every um, European, European player soft. is, is going to be like Bargnani. But, I mean, there's plenty of good European players. You know, yeah, look, at, look at Tony Parker, straight yeah. out of France. Boris Diaw. Yeah, I mean, he's a good role player, Boris Diaw. Yeah, he's, he's a solid player to me. I really do rate him. Like you know, he's had a good career, really. 
they do bring they bring different fundamentals to the game as well. Like the game's taught differently over here from the way it's taught in the states, and obviously there's all this discussion at the moment about how they're going to change the way basketball is taught in American schools. But um, here we go again. With the fourth pick in the 2015 NBA draft, the New York Knicks select Kristaps Porzingis. Bang! Nailed it. <laughs> Well, those Knicks fans don't look very happy. Wow. Yeah, but Knicks fans, they wanted, like, they think they have a shot at Lamarcus Aldridge. That kid's going to cry. They think they have a shot at Greg Monroe. That kid's actually going to cry. He is crying. Booing him. Oh, he sorry, looks, that. He looks distraught, man. That's sorry, any, any no. Knicks fans listening, that, that is embarrassing. But to be fair... I don't know if all of you went to the NBA London this year, but that's what it was like this year, wasn't it? Knicks, Knicks fans in the UK, they just boo. <laughs> yeah. I don't know who they think they are. I mean, they're starting Lou Armour. So I, I think they're... They, um, they deserve nothing. Those fans are definitely chanting, we want Winslow. Yeah, but do that's they need slightly Winslow? awkward. <laughs> They've already got oh, a good small lad. forward. They've got probably, what, a top five small forward? But Phil Jackson's not an idiot. Yeah, you, the thing is, the to... reason these fans are crying is because they haven't seen Porzingis because he played in Europe. Yeah, right? that's the, the huge him, lack of respect from the American yeah, fans. They I actually think. watched him. There's a reason. Like People have this perception that he's suddenly risen up draft boards. NBA GMs have been watching him for like the last year and a half because he entered the draft last year and pulled out. They have been watching him non-stop. They know much more than the fans about who will be good and who will be bad. There you go, seven one, two twenty pounds. He's a seven. Point. He's a seven foot one power forward, like stretch four five, and he can shoot threes better than most of the small players in this draft. He's got a nice release too. But he's okay, in nineteen he's as well, so you've got to factor yeah, the age skin, to this. He can as well. build on that break. I, I've, I've, I think I've written an article about this, but <laughs> you <stretch>. think? <laughs> but, but stretch fours—they're the future of the game, like. I just think the the era of people like Zach Randolph, I think it's dead. Like, nosy boo. You just got to look at how Memphis flop in the playoffs. But yeah. I just think a stretch four, even if they're not, even if they're not shooting forty five percent, like they're they're creating driving angles, um, and they're just a nuisance for def- for our defenses, and it forces teams to go small. So I, you know, I, what? I've got a feeling that Porzingis. I bet you he's an all-star before Okafor. <laughs> Hot take. Just because hey. he's like he's on a team with Melo, and he's going. He's in a bigger market than Okafor, isn't he? And a team that loses as much as the Sixers will. I, I think the Knicks will get a little bit better, but these Knicks fans are moaning. I bet he all-stars before Okafor. Yeah. I think hey, that, I think the Knicks fans are just going to be annoyed because obviously they've they've not been the most successful team in the last few years. They kind of had an awful season this year, a historically awful season that nobody expected. Start of the year going in, I think even uh, some of the players and coaches thought they'd probably be a playoff team, and it just sort of all imploded, <laughs> imploded around him. And Porzingis, because he is young, because he is European, he's just going to be doubted. I just think he he needs to have like a good opening night just to shut everybody up and yeah. really show what. He's capable of. I think a lot of it's going to come down to the way Carmelo Anthony sort of, you know, involves him in the team and in the rotation. He's going to have to sort of take the guy under his wing. I don't know whether Melo is necessarily a good guy at doing that, but he's a veteran player nowadays and he's just going to have to get used to, you know, looking after some of these younger guys, 
if Hardaway Jr. is traded, then they're going to be severely lacking in talent there. So they're going to have to build on something. And if Porzingis is as talented as, you know, Thomas and other guys think he is, then the ceiling's got to be stupidly high for this kid because you don't yeah. get hyped up and you don't get watched by Mitch Kupacek and, and, you know, Mark Jackson, all these, Mark Jackson, I don't know where that came from. Um, Phil Jackson. <laughs> and you don't get watched by all these GMs in like a private, you know, workout just to see, you know, just if he's a waste of time. So I think there's something, yes. there's got to be something there. I, I genuinely hope he comes out next season and he bangs out 20 points a game just, just to annoy the Knicks fans, really. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I feel really bad for him. You know, it's an awful way. Big market for a European player. I'm not as well. being funny. I, I think they would have booed less if they drafted someone like, Someone who's projected around 15 to 20. I think they would have booed less. I think they've just gone, he's European, he's bad, let's boo him. The thing is, yeah. they want Justice Winslow. If you actually watch Justice Winslow, he was compared on the um, Ion Basketball podcast as, he's basically Michael Kidd Gilchrist. He's pretty naff offensively, but he can defend pretty well. <laughs> Do you really want that if you're the Knicks? You're picking up four, you want somebody who can help you now. You don't want somebody who can go, oh, we have a defender, well done. Yeah, Leave no. MKG alone. <laughs> I like MKG. He's a great defender, but you need more than defense. When you're yeah, the Knicks and you had your worst season in like years, you need more than defense. Uh, no, I mean, nothing will change till they stop running that hideous triangle. It, I, I agree with a couple of people. I don't think it can't work, but it doesn't work when you have, when you're three players running it, uh, Jose Calderon, Lou Amundsen, and Tim Hardaway Jr., like it, I'm sorry, it just doesn't work. You've got to have good players to run it. This is turning into the last podcast where we ripped the Knicks. <laughs> Knicks fans are getting a lot of hate on Twitter right now, actually. Like, if you look at people tweeting, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, yeah I mean, <laughs> Brandon Jennings just tweeted about it. I mean... Right, so we've got the magic on the clock. Mark Mark Deeks, the uh, English st- uh, stats analysis guy, has just tweeted, Pozingas speaks better English than I do, and I'm English. <laughs> <laughs> so, not, I mean, the Magic will take that pick, but Kings is where you need to watch for the first trade. Because yeah. you've obviously got all these boogie rumours, you've got all this, the Kings want Ty Lawson and Kenneth Farid rumours. There is a pos- there is a situation right now where if the Magic go Winslow, the Nuggets could theoretically get Emmanuel Mudiay and Mario Hazania. I don't know what you think, Thomas, but do you see Justice Winslow as Aaron Gordon Mark II? Like, do they need Justice Winslow? See, I don't think they do, because Gordon, he's, okay, he's super athletic and he's a good defender, but he can't shoot. Winslow's basically the same. And they're not going to go with Mudiay because they've already got um, yeah, Alfred Payton. Payton. So there's no point in that. But I don't know who, but they're going to go Willie Cauley Stein and have him because he's good defensively, whereas Bucevic is pretty pants defensively. They're going to, I don't know how it would work, but I'd go with Cauley Stein if I was them. I'd no. go with Cauley Stein or Hazonja. That's who I'd go yeah. with. Uh, the reason I'm not saying Hazonja is because I really, really, really want him. Yeah. yeah I mean. I, I can't see him taking WCS. You know, they've got Vujovic. Vujovic had a breakout season, really, this year. I mean, yeah, they didn't finish all that well, but he did have a really good yeah, year. Yeah, but he can't defend at all. Yeah, but then you've got people like Aaron Gordon around him who can. Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe they'll move Vukovic to power forward. 
I mean, well, he was also there. brought up in the trade rumors as well. Because, like, if anyone is going to trade for Boogie, there needs to be a third team involved. And Vucevic was quite a tempting prospect, I'd imagine, mm, for some of these teams. Yeah. As Scott Skiles is their new coach, he's a defense, like, he's a hard defensive coach. I can't imagine him to work with. He would love Corley Stein or Winslow. Yeah. So Scott Skiles yeah. is, you know, his defenses are always top five. No out who he's got, so I think he'd love to work with someone like Corley Stein. Yeah, it's just because just maybe. Yeah, I I think that's a really good pick. It makes sense because Vucevic probably is going to be traded at some point. I I think he's great, but I defense. Here we go. With the fifth pick in the 2015 NBA draft, the Orlando Magic select Mario. Hezonja from Dubrovnik, Croatia. He last played for FC Barcelona in Spain. Hey, are you feeling okay, Thomas? Are you alright? Um, <laughs> oh, wow. If well, the Kings pick Moutier and we're stuck with Justice Winslow, I think I might cry. Because <laughs> <laughs> if we go for Winslow or Corley Stein, the only thing I might hope for is if we take a punt and get campaign, because that dude's great. But I... I love this pick by the Magic. I think, I think they need a scorer. I think Oladipo's a good defender, and I think he can score. I don't think he's a lockdown scorer. This boy Hazonja, he just scores. That's that's what he does. I don't think he's a bad defender, but he's cocky as well. I like that in a player, especially. Might be a fiery guy coming off the bench. That's the trait of these Europeans. It seems to be the cockiness yeah. that's coming out of Europe now. Well, did you hear the story yeah. about Pedro Stojakovic? He um. He went. He was asked to coach Hazonia. He said no. He's too arrogant. Met him. And he was like, no, that's the type of arrogance I want to be around. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't give a crap. Uh, well, what I mean, he's guys... quote. He's quoted as saying, "I'm better than Lionel Messi." Or what? Well, I did. if his story's coming out of Barcelona, Barcelona knew he was going into the draft this year, so they purposely buried him on the bench. And when he came in <laughs> in the ACB finals. In the one game, he went like 7 of 8 for nearly 20 points. And he was the most productive player. It's like, why are you burying him on the bench just because he has ambitions to play in the NBA? Why wouldn't you want to play in the best league of the world? Yeah, and why wouldn't you want to increase Spain's chances of winning a, a national medal? <laughs> you play against the best players in the world, you're going to get better. That's just the way it works. I think the fact that, you know, Puzingas and Hezonia are coming into the league and they've got this you know, no care attitude. It, it's, it's good for the league because it's good for us as like, you know, British and European fans in general, because it gets rid of that whole sort of opinion that they're just shy and nervous and not, and don't have the killer edge. And we've seen them in, we've seen it in flashes before from like Dirk and, you know, the Gasol brothers and stuff, but the younger guys now are sort of really carrying that over. And I think that's a good thing to see. Cause you look at the best players in the NBA, they've all got a huge touch of arrogance. Yeah, and they've all got ego problems. I mean, and then there's Kobe. Uh, yeah, yeah, and then there's Kobe, sort of in a league of his the, own. Yeah, the, the only exception to that is Tim Duncan. I don't think he has an ego. Yeah, the but... most under the radar, you know, non egotistic star there is. It's just yeah, and I think Andrew yeah, Wiggins is like that. Like, but... I think a lot of the Canadians are going to be like that. Yeah, just... Wiggins. I mean, I that's his problem. I he's, he doesn't strike me as the kind of guy that if it's you know, if it's deep in a playoff game, he's got the arrogance to just do what Kobe would do and chuck up five shots in a row. Okay, the, well, they, uh... they questioned Wiggins last year when he came out. They said between him and 
what's his face, um, Jabari Parker. The difference is Jabari has an alpha dog attitude. He wants to take the big shots, whereas Wiggins doesn't necessarily. No, he seems to be a team first kind of player for me. Yeah. Went out there. Why the hell was his own year compared to Chandler Parsons? Yeah, I was just thinking <laughs> you know, I that the same thing. I think people like Chandler players, Parsons. Chandler Parsons, the guy who signed his contract in a nightclub with Mark Cuban. I mean, actually, no, that doesn't sound like his own year. I, I think I, if we're looking at people like Chandler Parsons, I'm looking at people lower down the draft, three and D guys. I think Hazonja is much more versatile scorer than Parsons. Ramona Shelbourne's just tweeted that the Lakers were reluctant to take a big man due to the star-studded free agency that it is at the moment, and they're extremely confident in landing Lamarcus Aldridge. So that would explain the second pick. If Lamarcus yeah, I, Aldridge I goes to LA, he's given up on a title and he just wants money. Yeah. Oh, Sorry, Matt, I, I agree with Thomas. If he goes <laughs> to the Spurs, I think they're winning it next year. You go to the Spurs, you go to the Mads, you go possibly to the Rockets, you know, you go to back to Texas, you have a chance at a title. You go to LA, you're going to play with Kobe, who's not what he once was. Randall coming off an injury, who was my pick for Rookie of the Year. That went really well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but, okay, you make a little bit more money because LA's LA, but Surely it's about winning at this point. I think so. He's, I mean, he's been the main guy. Like Portland, the offense, Terry Stotts built that offense around him. So surely, yeah, I'm with you. I think he should be wanting to win now. Well, just take Kevin Love, who's not used to winning. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Joe. <laughs> I, don't know. I, I personally think this whole Lamarck Soldier thing is just purely because of Lillard. I mean, I think it's beating it out of him purely because... I think now he just wants to be on a team where there's no other stars. I mean, yeah, Lakers have Kobe, but he's only going to be there for a year. I think Aldridge actually wants a team. You get what I mean? Yeah, but what's funny about that is he wanted to be traded from Portland a couple of years ago because Portland had no stars. Yeah. They then got Damian Lillard, who turned into a star. They then and built a really good team. Because Lillard's too much of a star. Do you, I mean, I consider Wesley Matthews a star as well. I don't know about you guys, but I think... Best one of the best three and D guys in the game. They put a really solid roster around him as well. And Terry Stotts did a great job. Like if it hadn't been for the injury to Wesley Matthews, you could have argued that they've got out. They would have got out of the first round of the playoffs because they'd had a lot more to get past that Grizzlies team. I, I, I think they would have contended. Yeah, and Zach, Zach, well, Zach would agree with you. I know because he's said it before. Like they were one of the his top teams, like going into the playoffs if they'd have been fit and healthy. But unfortunately, the way the NBA is nowadays, the amount of games that they play and the, the stress there is on the body and the travel and stuff, it all adds up, and that's why there's so many injuries every season now. With the sixth pick in the 2015 NBA Draft, the Sacramento Kings select Willie Cauley-Stein from the University of Kentucky. Oh, this, this really has got me baffled for Charlotte now. I don't know who they're going to take now. <laughs> I, if I'm Charlotte, I'm looking at... Um, I think just go for Booker. Like they already have, they tried a big man project with Vonley. It didn't work. He's he's now off in Portland. Yeah. Oh, Nick Batum. Oh. Okay, this is where I hope the Nuggets have traded Ty Lawson and Kenneth Reed for the sixth pick. What do you want, Corey Stein at the Nuggets? He wants anyone at the Nuggets. Did you watch them last year? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. 
Christ. The thing is, we could joke because all four of our teams are terrible. That's the point. They're all in the top ten. That's why we're here. It's just funny. Well, <laughs> technically, I have the best team. <laughs> I don't know. What do you guys think of this pit? Do you think that means goodbye, Cousins? Because yes. Corley Stein's yeah, a yeah, centre. That's, that's all I'm hoping before we get Boogie somehow. Let me do a big free team trade. We get Boogie. We ship off Ty and Kenneth and we don't take Winslow. See, yeah. I, I think the Kings are going to trade Rudy Gay as well. And I know we have different They're going to blow it up. Him. I think he's a bit of a bull hog. Um, do you think George Carl's going to blow it up? Yeah, I do. I, I really hope so. We're going to add Rondo as well. <laughs> Rondo would be good under George He's Carl. not going to need Rondo because they're going to have Ty Lawson and we're going to have... Well, Lee. at least the Lakers pick shuts yeah. you guys up about that whole Rondo to LA thing because that's not happening now. <laughs> I said on a podcast in like January or something to you, Matt, that I think Rondo's going to end up in Atlanta. <laughs> and if that turns out, I want a job in some sort of NBA role... <laughs> Because that was an early prediction. <laughs> I like this uh, Tyson Chandler comparison. I I think that's a really good comparison. Yeah, can't yeah. shoot, but it's pretty good defensively. Yeah, he can dunk as well. You know, actually, DeAndre Jordan. No, he can uh, shoot free throws. Yeah, he's better free throw shooter. Yeah. Well, I guess Carly Stein's athletic. He runs the floor. You know, he make up for any sort of defensive lapses there will be in that team, and that's what George Carl's going to want from his his big man. So, yeah, I think that the the Marcus Cousin trade rumors are going to sort of heat up, and it's just a bummer that we'll be going to bed in a bit because you guarantee something will happen. Yeah, I'm right. in bed. Well, I'll, <laughs> I'll be up. I'll be up on the double clutch Twitter. Uh... Good job. <laughs> Yeah, I'll, I'll probably stay away for all of it, but, but Corley Stein, um, I think it was um, James Herbert described him as Mosgovian. <laughs> I, I quite like that term, Mosgovian. Yeah, let's be honest, Mosgov isn't actually that good. I think I, he had a decent run with the Cavs, but he was terrible for five years beforehand. He doesn't suddenly turn into a great player. He's oh, a really I, average centre who got on a finals team and played pretty well but he, I think he only suits a championship team if that makes any sense a bit yeah, like, it, a, it bit like a Mario Chalmers he looked like a decent point guard he got 29 rebounds in a game for the Nuggets which pick are we on I'm confused are we on 5 or 6 now we're on 7 we're on 7, seven. Really, we're on I'm really losing it I'm to screw it up and take Winslow I'm no, trying no. to run the Twitter feed at the right. same time Je- Jeff <laughs> Jeff Goodman of ESPN has just tweeted, Denver are going to take Emmanuel Moody eye and Ty Lawson is on the trade block. So, Thomas, your, your thoughts? Moody I am happy with if we trade Ty and Fareed for Boogie <laughs> or somehow we trade everyone for Hizonia. Well, <laughs> He's the I only think... player I wanted. He's the only guy I had you on my list. can't trade a whole team for one guy. That isn't how I think... it works. I think, Stan, I think Stan Van Gundy is the only person more gutted than Thomas right now. Stan Van Gundy, I watched an interview, he, he loves his own, yeah. Not as much as I do. I'm yeah, not, maybe not as much as you, but... <laughs> I watched the NFL draft. The Browns picked Manziel, and I was like, eh, okay, I'm more gutted that... that his own went to the Magic than the Browns picking Manziel, and I hate Manziel. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. I, I seriously think Boogie's going now. I, I, you don't pick um, you don't pick Lee Corley Stein at six 
just to put him on the bench. No, there has to be some because there's no smoke without fire. But Vivek won't trade him. So what's going Uh, on there? I just I think he will. Like Vivek, I think he's just coming out to try and look like a strong owner. That makes sense. I don't think Vivek's a joke. He he can't just go. Yeah, goodbye, cousin. That makes him look a bit weak. He's obviously trying to, you know. Do I do? Do you think they're still going to try and take a huge haul from whatever team does trade for him then, or are they going to accept a little bit less now with the fact that they've got that? No, I still think they'll try and take huge haul, and I think they're right too. I, I've said before, I'm higher on Cousins than the most. I think he's the he's second best young player in the league behind uh, Anthony Davis. I think he's that good. He's sorted out his defense. His attitude problems are gone. Yeah, I mean he's he's a bit miserable, but he doesn't. You know, he doesn't. He's only miserable because he doesn't like George Carl. But he loves Mike miserable. Malone. He was miserable under Mike. Yeah, we Malone. know. He's coming to Denver, Tom. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he He's going to win up in LA, isn't he? Oh, Jalen Rose just yelled boogie. <laughs> <laughs> it's taken an hour and 21 minutes. <laughs> you know what? I miss Bill Simmons. I, I, want, to, I want I don't to miss Mark fist Jackson. pumping. Get Mark Jackson on there. So Winslow's still on the board, yeah? Yep. I think Thomas will, will lose it if they choose Winslow. I don't I think like we'll Winslow. see him ever Winslow? Stanley Johnson I'd be alright with. Yeah. Yeah, really. The next three picks could be Winslow, Johnson and uh, Moody Eye. I think the Nuggets main guys that when Tim Connolly appeared on a Colorado Sports Guys podcast, he wanted Moody A. Hazonia, who he, he mentioned as there's an arrogant player overseas. Yeah. So, so I think Moutier was his choice anyway, but Mike Malone, okay. the thing is, if we get Moutier... Here it comes. You've took Moutier. So this up-tempo offense we were supposed to run, that's not going to happen with Moutier and Mike with Malone. With the seventh pick in the 2015 NBA draft, the Denver Nuggets select... Emmanuel Moutier from Dallas, Texas. He last played for Guangdong in China. Okay, so Emmanuel Moutier. Um, thoughts, guys? Obviously, he played in China. No uh, no fear of um, the big spotlight from him. Yeah, I mean, personally, um, the sort of general criticisms that he can't shoot, that's, in my opinion, lazy analysis. It's like the football equivalent saying... You know, Arsenal try and walk the ball into the net. It's just a bit, bit lazy, really. He's got his <laughs> shot isn't terrible. He's, it's not good, but it's workable. It's not, it's not like Rondo's is atrocious. Like it's not that bad. No. I think, and I, I do really like Mike Malone. I think if they keep Moody, I, I, I can't. I'm not going to predict trades because the NBA is crazy. Um, I think he can become a really good point guard. It depends who we get. In free agency, because this team's gonna have a massive turnover, and um, I think Malone is gonna make him one of the best defensive point guards in the NBA. But he needs to learn to shoot a little bit better. He's basically Marcus Smart, and I did not like Marcus Smart. Mm. M- NBA comparisons. I'm I'm gonna say a poor man's Rondo. <laughs> personally, poor man's. He can actually shoot a free throw. That's that's worth a lot. But I mean, there's you things mean, Rondo can do with the ball that he probably can't. Do you mean poor man's Rondo of like two years ago? Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. I I'd probably go with something like that. Um. 
Maybe Reggie Jackson. I'm not sure that's a terrible comparison. He's not got a great jump shot, but he can drive. Good passer. Um, yeah, you've got to... I think the essential thing for Denver is they have to have people who can space the floor because otherwise he's just going to be useless. Well, Danilo Gallinari is um, going to be played as a four this year. He got two games last season where he scored 40-plus points as a, stri- as a four. Yeah, so, I, I'm... I've seen he's on the trade block, though. I know it's just rumours, but... From I what find... I've gathered, watched, like, reading a bunch of Nuggets writers and talking to them, is the only guys not on the trade block are Yusuf Nurkic, Danilo Gallinari, and Gary Harris. But, but Gallo is on an expiring contract. He might be gone. Yeah, uh, I can't remember who I saw him linked with earlier. but and think... Everybody's available. Wilson Chandler, the rumour is he's going to the Clippers for Jamal Crawford. That should be pretty, pretty fun. Your, your team's like, it's a big mess at the minute, isn't it? Thinking about it now, it's, it's quite messy. I think that's a good deal for the Clippers, though, if that goes through. That's yeah, a great I... deal for the Clippers, but... I, it not, has to be Crawford plus something. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not very high on Crawford. I think he can. He can drop twenty in a couple of minutes, but he takes so many bad shots. Whereas I think Wilson Chandler takes high percentage shots. He can drive into the paint. He's uh, just a volume shooter, isn't he? That's what he's there maybe, for. Yeah. Maybe have to throw C.J. Wilcox or yeah, I think that's about all they've got really. Um, Austin Rivers. <laughs> nah. Jesus, God. So, Pistons, any, any thoughts? I, I think this is uh, Stanley Johnson. I, yeah. I don't think it's going to be anyone else. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to well, say Stanley Johnson. If they didn't Johnson. trade for Ilya Sova, I would have put Miles Turner in with the shot, but now that's happened, I doubt it. Yeah, Stanley yeah. Johnson, I mean, NBA body. I think Van Gundy will like him. Well, probably, yeah. probably love him. So, I think he fits in with what they're... They're going to do in Detroit, and Detroit like they had a really good second half of the season once they yeah. um they brought Reggie Jackson to the lineup and stuff. But we'll have to see what happens there because there's a lot of trade rumors coming out of um, Detroit as well. So, with the eighth pick in the 2015 NBA Draft, the Detroit Pistons select Stanley Johnson from the University of Arizona. I like this pick. I think Stan Van Gundy. He likes a f- runs a floor spacing offense. Yeah, I think he he suits that. I think he can play as the four. I think he's big enough. I don't think they'll start him at the four, but I think if Ilyasova needs a rest, they can um, stick Johnson at four and bring in someone like I don't know Quincy Miller off the bench to plug that three. Um, yeah, this for me was the most obvious pick, other than Towns. I think a I lot think... of people have got him on their draft boards at this position going to Detroit. So it's kind of the one tonight that hasn't really been a surprise, really. <laughs> Apart from um, Andy Towns, obviously. Yeah, one person slides in. Who is it this year? Corley, Corley Stein was the one that was sliding in most people's mocks. I, I saw him as low as uh, 20, which I thought was a bit extreme. But Well, just as Winslow, I think on SI's, like SI.com's... Um, draft today was there was a five so he's obviously dropped quite a bit already yeah like Knicks yeah. fans with chance we want Winslow they picked four it's now on the, the Hornets at nine and still no Winslow do you think I, the Knicks fans probably just read all of like the ESPN and SI stuff and just went off that yeah I think so <laughs> I at Charlotte I don't think they'll pick Winslow I mean if no. they do I would just I Rich Cho has to be fired 
<laughs> yeah, we've we've just got Batum. I'm sorry if we get wins yeah. though. There's no point. I I love Batum. I think he's a brilliant three and D player. I I'm going. I I'm afraid I think this is going to be Kaminsky. No, or Book, don't or say Booker. it. What about Devin Booker? Or yeah, Booker. Booker. It's going to be one of those two. It's not going to be any of the swingmen. I don't think. Uh, maybe Trey Lyles, but that'll be a that'll be a real. Um, I think Booker fills a gap for him. What with the oh, yeah. Stevenson trade, because he's going to come in, he's going to put up solid numbers. He put up solid numbers in Kentucky. He's young. He's only eighteen, so you know, yeah, you can build oh, yeah. upon him there. I personally want Booker or uh, Miles Turner. I, I, yeah. I hadn't really done much research into Turner, like up until the other day, and now that I've seen video highlights, you know, read a few things. The guy is pretty damn good he has good upside but in terms of filling a need i think booker definitely you know that he's he's probably the best shooter in the draft i mean some people think he's overrated but that's what we need you know we were mm. dead last in the three point percentage we need three point shooters that's it yeah. wow you got batum now he's pretty damn yeah. good at it pj yeah. heston's pretty good Batum. The only problem with Batum, though, is he did drop off last year. I mean, well, yeah. this season, it was 31%. He's a career 36%, I think. So, I, I don't know. Batum, I think he's big. And, like, um, Minnesota, a few years ago, Rick Adelman offered him a near-max deal. That's why he was on such big money at Portland. And Rick Adelman planned to play him at the four because we just lost Andre Kirilenko. I think he's got the size to play the four, a bit like Stanley Johnson. I don't think you'd start him there, but I think he's... He can go out there if needed. But the only thing I'd say about Booker is I, I think you can fit... I don't think you use the draft to fill your needs. I think you sort of look at the future. I, I think it, they, you can easily pick up a good shooter and free agency. That, that's yeah. all I'd say about Booker. I mean, you know, you could, we could probably pick up a Flalo, but who's to say, you know, he'll have a good year? You know what I mean? I. Mm. It's difficult. This is this is why I've been so confused as to what Charlotte are going to do. These past couple of trades have completely not my mock, mock drafts about. So <laughs> I just I don't I don't know what to expect now. What about Frank Kaminsky? Could you see him going nine? I I don't know what to say to that. No comment. <laughs> I'm, I, I did like him at first, but then when you actually look at everyone else in the draft, he's really not that special. Well, people are saying today that he's got a lot more to him. If he has a lot more to him, then fair enough. But I, I just don't know. Like, I, don't, I don't know what Thomas thinks, but I think Kaminsky, he's got a couple of weapons. But you, you've got to look at the centres who are in the NBA now. You've got Rudy Gobert, you've got Andre Drummond. These, are big, sh- these are big shot blockers. And I just yeah. think some of his moves, they're just going to get gobbled up. Yeah, That's they are. If he the comes up against someone like Whiteside, who a lot is when he's in the paint, he tends to spin to his left mm. and like try and do a like a hook it in. The problem yeah. he's gonna have is like you said, if he's going up against like said Gobert, he's gonna get destroyed. I I really like Kaminsky, but yeah. his issue is that his game is so one-dimensional offensively. Yeah, I mean, he's a good defender though. Is he? Yeah, did you, like, in the, if you watched him like in college, like the championship game, he shut down Okafor. Well, yeah, it wasn't even close. He was the best player in that game. And Kaminsky, the thing is with Kaminsky, he's a ridiculously good player, but he went to Wisconsin. He's a bit of a geek. <laughs> you look at him, and you don't go, oh well, 
That guy's going to be a, a, a stud in the NBA. Hey, Gordon Hayward plays StarCraft. You don't get much more geekier than that. <laughs> yeah, Gordon Hayward. But I'm just looking big at... Big video gamer. I'm looking at Charlotte's uh, division. You've got Atlanta, then not particularly got any shot blows, but then you've got Miami Heat, you've got Hassan Whiteside, Orlando oh, Magic, have got Vukovic, and Wizards have Gorta and Nene. I'm just thinking, if you're playing a lot of games against those kind of teams and you've got Frank Kaminsky, he's going to have to buck up his ideas because he's just going to get absolutely swamped. I think yeah. he's NBA ready, though. I think his learning curve is going to be less steep than it is for some of these other guys in the league, in the draft, sorry. I think he's... There are slight that you know. Thomas said he he shut down um Okafor in the in the the, the full title game, but I just think his defense. I don't know. Throughout the regular season of the college season, it was just a bit iffy. It's still yeah. not up yeah. to scratch. We've um, I mean, got a, you can have like sparks, you know, one big game, but you need to do it consistently. A, got a woge bomb. He's saying that uh, Charlotte pitched Kaminsky. That's oh, what I. Oh, oh dear. Is is Mark gonna cry or something now? I think we're no, not gonna cry. On you. I'm I'm thinking it through now. I'm kind of thinking it through. I'm thinking he's 22 years old. We had Bonley. He didn't work purely because I don't think we can actually work a project now. But Kaminsky isn't going to be a project. That's the difference. He's not going to be a project. He's 22. You know, he's going to come straight in and do something. Like Which say right I'm, now as well, you know. The Charlotte Hornets' second fewest points in the paint last season. Yeah. Where did they get their points? Because they didn't shoot any threes. <laughs> it, it, and they one, didn't. One thing, Big Al Jefferson. Was it just, it. Did you shoot a lot of mid range? I mean, is that what it was? Yeah, we, 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 we took too many attempts at mid range, basically. Yeah. I, I think you will. I think. I know Minnesota was second in mid range attempts, you know. With the ninth pick in the 2015 NBA draft. The Charlotte Hornets select Frank Kaminsky from the University of Wisconsin. Jesus Christ, he doesn't look like a basketball player. <laughs> he looks like a guy. He looks like a guy you break your computer at work and he comes and fixes it for you. <laughs> Photocopier engineer. <laughs> when Sam Decker comes up, he kind of looks like a blackhead version of Tintin. Those two guys almost kind of Oh my god! Well, I mean, looks quite happy. Yeah, I don't think any of the guys have a right to complain. They're about to get you know a chance to play in oh, the best basketball to, league in the world. <laughs> I love me some Frank Kaminsky. Look at him; he looks great. Like, he is the the. If, just imagine if he became a superstar. He was the NBA's next best he looks player. Half asleep. Fantastic. I, I should not. I'm looking at him now. I would love it if he was the face of basketball. It'd just be hilarious. <laughs> great, wouldn't it? <laughs> like, oh, it God. It's just the face of any sport. You expect it to be some huge athletic guy. And it it's not like that in any sport. In football, you've got Lionel Messi, who's just a little, little quiet kid. And then in, Murray's more menacing than Kaminsky. <laughs> In NFL, you've got Aaron Rodgers. He doesn't look particularly scary. And this is... I've got to say, I think Al, Big Al is a good person to learn off because Big Al, can say what you want about him defensively, he's one of the best offensive centers in the league. Yeah. Like, I'm looking at him and Brooke Lopez as my two sort of um, all-offense centers. Brian Anderson, I, I like him. Yeah, we we were on you were on about that earlier, weren't you? The Hornets should uh, 
trying to acquire Ryan Anderson. In yeah. fact, that kind of fills that need. I'm a big fan of Ryan Anderson, I think. Field goal percentage, 55% in his senior year. So 18.8 points per game, 8.2 yeah. rebounds. That's pretty good. He'll improve his rebound numbers at, Char- at Charlotte. Yeah, he's, you've got you've got you've still got Patrick Ewing on the bench. I mean, yeah, he'll he'll become a good rebounder. Probably, you know, actually looking at it, oh, he could be he could be putting a, a double double up on the season. Uh, Watch bomb. The Indiana Pacers are looking hard at Texas center Miles Turner and also Ooh. shopping Roy Hibbert yeah. hard on the trade market. I, I watched an interview the other day with um, Frank Vogel, Larry Bird, and their assistant, whose name has escaped me. And they were saying that they're going to embrace small ball this year. Miles mm. Turner is perfect for small ball. He's a bit like a bit like Al Horford because he can step out of the paint and knock down. He can knock down threes, but he's a center and he can hit threes. So I'm looking at that. I, I really like that pick for Indiana because me and Thomas were saying that they're high on campaign, who's a slashing combo guard. But Miles Turner would be really good because if they play Paul George at the four and then bring in a little role player like Damari Carroll at the three, that, oh, that's a damn. really good team. That, 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 that's quite scary. I, I already think they're back in the playoffs anyway next year. They're great. Yeah. I love that you've skipped the Miami Heat. Yeah, that's that, that was Matt. Yeah, just completely. Apparently, I was going to take Justice Winslow. Do you know that? I think that is that is a good result for Miami. I mean, personally, I'm not high on Winslow. I didn't think he dropped. Is it? Yeah, I'm not really high on Winslow. I mean, he can defend, but Miami Goran Dragic may not be back. Dwayne Wade may not be back. Go get. I him think back. Winslow's a stud, though. I think he might be enough to pull Wade back. Yeah, I, I agree. And yeah, I, they I, thought Spaz Napier would be enough to bring so, them up. So hold on. <laughs> if if I, that does go through, then what about Deng? That, I think they'll trade What Deng. about Deng? Chicago played Miami like a fool. They got the best out of him. They went, yeah, you sign him to a three-year contract. That's fine. He's not very good anymore. And he wasn't very good. It was, I mean, it was okay. He wasn't absolutely dreadful. But I, I think that's... I think if they keep if they keep Dragic and Wade Winslow is a good pick because I think he could maybe develop an outside shot because they do space the floor well Miami. Suppose a good coach as well like for all the criticism he used to get he gets the best out of people. I guess that comes yeah. from his background of being, you know, the the video analysis for for the Heat for so long. It's just he picks the game apart yeah. and like a lot of coaches in this league and it's one of the few the criticisms in the finals like this year, you look at David Blatt not really necessarily making the right changes when he needed to, whereas yep. Spolster had that problem in the first finals um, with the Miami Heat in the big three against Dallas. But after that, he sort of adapted and learned and then obviously got outcoached by Popovich um, mm-hmm. towards the end of that era. But he, oh, he can get the best out of a player. With the 10th pick in the 2015 NBA draft, the Miami Heat select Justice Winslow from Duke University. Not really surprising any of us. Um, just on that pace, uh, watch Bob a minute ago. Where do you think Roy Hibbert goes if they shop him? You've got to look at you've got to look at teams who are in need of that kind of player. So Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do you say that, but Toronto apparently shopping for Lankunas, which I I just think is ridiculous. I yeah, think he's brilliant. I saw that Valentulis has been shopped. I don't know. I think Roy Hibbert might be more established. I think a new a new sort of patch of grass would probably be better for him but mm. I mean yeah. I spoke to Zach earlier in the season about possibly a Roy Hibbert thing I mean 
it's the sort of guy that you need. He's done that. He's you know he's played in big games. He he could have an impact on that team. But I think Toronto's got his own problems that we can go into at another stage. Yeah, we'll probably end up doing a state of the franchise. I mean, Roy Hibbert. I I'm looking at team. I I can't think of a good fit. Maybe Dallas for a couple of years. I I can't think of anyone really. To be fair, no. other than the Pacers, I think it's because it's just he's got Pacers written all over him, hasn't he? And I think that's the problem. <laughs> It's just grit and grind, yeah. I mean, I, the Knicks, so that, I mean, could they do with him? Mm. Well, maybe. Yeah, would, I he, guess would he fit the triangle offense, though? <laughs> <laughs> he, he can He can shoot. I mean, he's not terrible. I, I, that's a really tough one. I've seen a he's couple of boss. Minnesota fans saying they want him, but I don't think that's happening. He's a good pick-and-roll defender, and he protects the rim well. He just had a couple of, you know, he had a turbulent season last year and a turbulent couple of years before that. So he's still a, I still think he's a quality center if you can get him on a mm. sort of cheaper deal, I think. But if you're Boston, if you try trading, say, James Young and possibly a pick, Young can play a bit of a swingman role for Indiana. And then Boston get themselves a rim protector, which they need because in the playoffs their biggest fault was they couldn't defend at all when it came to the Caps. That's a situation that might work out because I don't think they're going to be able to draft a better rim protector. Yeah, I mm. I agree. Um, was Adrian Wojnarowski to follow up on what Matt said a minute ago? Has just tweeted that the Pacers are going to select Miles Turner because I think Matt said they were looking at him so. I mean, if that happens, you know, I, I think that's a good pick personally for, for reasons I said earlier. I think he can space the floor, which is, you need it. I, I, I've i said, I've been pretty vocal against grit and grind basketball. You know, it seems like Memphis, it doesn't work. You know what might actually come true? Campaign was, apparently was given a promise by the funder they'd taken at 14. That might actually happen. Could do. Yeah. Which would be... One of the weirdest stories in the world because usually stuff like that never happens. Because who yeah. picks at 13 and 12? I can't remember. Uh, Utah, Phoenix. Yeah, yeah. Utah don't need a point guard. They got Danny Exxon. Yeah, and Phoenix might if they trade Eric Bledsoe. I, I think Phoenix would have gone for Turner, but it'd be very interesting to see what they do. Maybe Bobby Portis. I think the Suns think they've got a chance of getting Kevin Love as well, haven't they? So they might factor that into the I, I would, I would absolutely love that. I think he, yeah. fit, he fits their system perfectly. Like that's just yeah. the way they work. The problem is they just have to worry about what to do with the Morris brothers. Then <laughs> I think <laughs> I mean, the thing is, could you trade them to separate teams? Is is that possible? No, they come as a pair. You have to trade them together. <laughs> For a package deal. <laughs> <laughs> See, we I, joke I quite... about that, but whichever which the, whichever one got the most money, apparently when they were doing their contract, they did actually say that they wanted a pay rise for the other one because <laughs> otherwise it was unfair. It's just like you shouldn't base your contract on your brother's ability. Yeah, the Plumley brothers don't do that. <laughs> which which one's yeah, the better one though? I think is it, is it Marcus or Marquis that's the better one? Whichever Marquise's one's better, I think. The power forward's the better one. Which yeah. One's... The power forward is the better one, but nobody knows which one's which. I think I think Marquise the power. I think Mar- yeah, Marquise the power. Off, I'm going off NBA 2K ratings. Marquise the uh, better one. 
Okay, I love how our discussion suddenly broke down into which Morris twin is which. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, it's like the Dragic brothers. If you get Goron, you're getting Zoran. Do you not think they need to figure out a way of speeding up this draft process? Because it, is, it just gets yeah. a bit ridiculous. Especially when the picks are coming in on Twitter before they're coming in on flipping stage. Yeah, but Woj knows them before they happen. <laughs> Woj knows everything before it happens. <laughs> Where is, is he in the draft room? Is he just the only thing I don't think he knew was that LeBron was going back to Cleveland. <laughs> he's behind Adam Silver's ear. Can't you see him? Yeah, he's probably got a like, mouthpiece like you can relate to him all the time. What do you think the Jazz do with their pick? I haven't got a clue. Um, they just need more. They're just going to add more potential. I mean, they got the steals of the draft last year. They got Dante Exum and Rodney Hood both in the first round. So yeah, they need shooters. I think I I watched quite a lot of them. Rodney Hood can shoot. I think they need a four. Yeah, I, Derek Favors. I'm not sure he can shoot. Well, there's rumors well, they want to trade. They want to yeah, shipping um, I, Favors out for Paul Millsap. I think yeah, that's which a brilliant idea. Would be great, but. I mean, they're not going to go guard, are they? Because they've got Burke, Burks, and Exxon, and Hood can play as a swing. They've got um, that Aussie guy, is it Joe Ingalls as well? I think yeah, he's. Yeah, Ingalls. He's, he's not bad, actually. <laughs> is that a really <laughs> bad Aussie impression coming out? Dante Exxon. Dante Exxon. All they need now is Andrew Bogut. <laughs> My favourite thing with Dante Exxon when he was drafted is. He called it the draft. <laughs> it was great to be drafted. <laughs> I'm looking at Utah's roster now, and with the co- with Quinn Snyder as coach, because he had, he did a brilliant job last year. Like he was, I think I had him third or fourth in coach. I of think the year. they were actually the best team in the NBA. One like the second or third best team in the NBA after the All Star break. They just went on a tear. Yeah, I, I think they were top of defensive efficiency. I mean, if you just add one or two offensive players, then I I I'm, I think they'll make the playoffs next year. But did you see Rudy Gobert's tweet when he didn't get into any of the all NBA defensive teams? With the 11th pick in the 2015 NBA draft, the Indiana Pacers select Miles Turner from the University of Texas. Okay, Miles Turner to the Pacers. There's a surprise. Not. I'm, I can't even think what point power forwards that Utah could go for. Uh, Ryan Anderson. I meant in the draft. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm just gonna I'm just gonna mention Ryan Anderson whenever I can. Every couple of picks, you're just gonna have Ryan Anderson. Um, Where's Trey Lyles play again? He's power forward, but he's a bit more of like a. Um, is he a bit more like Favors? I think. You guys are experts. Don't ask me. No, I, honestly, all, I get all the power forwards mixed up. There's so many of them. <laughs> You've got Portis as well. Um, but yeah, Turner, I don't want to repeat myself again, but if they're going to play, if I think they're going to try and play like the Hawks. They're going to move the ball quickly. They're going to spread it out because Paul George isn't the selfish star. He's happy to give the ball up. Yeah. Uh, Turner's perfect guy for that. He can shoot. You know, I was watching footage of him yesterday. And it's just coming on now. He can shoot threes at a high rate. I think his biggest problem, though, is his lack of basketball IQ. I think, I think certainly, maybe passing out of the post could be a problem because if you watch yeah. Atlanta Al Horford, a lot of his players passing out of the post. But I, I, I think this is a really good pick. I, I said on my article on the Double Clutch website that I think this guy is going to be a star. Yeah, 
He's a, he's a 27% three, three point shooter. I mean, yeah, that isn't the greatest, but he's good for a center. You know what I mean? Yeah. In Chris he could Bosch. improve that number. I don't know if Thomas and Mark agree, but Chris Bosch is coming up to comparison. Would you, would you two agree with that? I would, personally. I would, I think... but he, he's less athletic and he's got, he's got less to his game, but he's a bigger version of Bosch. I'd I'd go for Al Horford as well. I think there's similarity there. Tell you what, to, be has... fair, to be fair, nobody compares to Chris Bosch. Chris Bosch is a dinosaur. Like... <laughs> Chris Bosch is probably the most underappreciated player in the NBA. I love Chris Bosch. I think he's amazing, and yet all he does is get picked up. I, it's ridiculous. Like there are Miami fans who genuinely blame their finals loss on him. And I'm just like. I don't get it. I think he's superb. Just well, they're mentioning about like if Wade leaves, the team won't be very good. But Bosch led a Raptors team for ages and did really well. If he was Wade a monster leaves, in Toronto. Yeah, <laughs> if Wade leaves, that gives Miami cap room. They can re-sign Dragic and give Bosch an actual bench. Mm. I I, also, I I think if they lose Wade, they'll get they'll actually get some floor spacing as well, which will help Dragic. It will help Bosch. Because Wade's not a good three-point shooter. Did Dragic opt out then? He has, but I I don't know what you guys feel. I think he's doing it just because to get a better no. deal. I don't. Yeah, think he will. I don't think he's gone. No, I want out of Miami. I think he's going to listen to their offer. I think he's a pain in the arse, is what I think he is. Yeah, <laughs> I think Ross would agree. He's a destroyer of teams. Uh, someone's updated Wikipedia's uh, the draft selections tonight, and at the fourth pick, the New York Knicks selected. Nobody knows who he is, apparently. That's the, that's what someone has edited it to be. That's really <laughs> clever. Oh, oh God! Oh, we know who he is. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Devin Booker could go to the Jazz, can he? Absolutely. Was still available. <laughs> I, I, that's what I'm, I, Booker is just the guy people forget about. Booker and Portis. Like they just, I don't know why they're just going under the radar. The guy I really like, he won't get drafted for like three or four picks, is Jerian Grant from Notre Dame. Yeah. Um, I, I was think listening. Really. I can't remember which podcast it was. I think it might have been, um, Low Post with Steve Kerr on there. And they talked about Jerian Grant and they had him as the second best point guard in the draft. See, because I, I considered D'Angelo Russell a shooting guard, so Moudier and then Jerian Grant were my top mm. two point guards. Yeah. yeah, I mean, the other people in consideration, you've got Cameron Payne. I don't know who four would be, but then they're not coming to my head at the moment. Four is going <clears> to <throat> probably be Tyus Jones. Tyus Jones is really bad, but he had one good game in the tournament, and suddenly he's one of the top five point guards in the draft. Yeah, that it, makes no sense to me either. It's but, ridiculous. A lot of mock drafts, seeing him going to Dallas, but I, I don't think Rick Carlisle would tolerate him. It's just... Think, Rick Carlisle had a choice. He'd just play five forwards all at once because he <laughs> hates guards. With the 12th pick in the 2015 NBA Draft, the Utah Jazz select Trey Lyles from Saskatoon, Canada and the University of Kentucky. Trey Lyles. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure about that. But they... They need floor spacing because Gordon Hayward is the guy who gets the ball a lot and he's, um, he likes to drive. But if you've just got two big 
cloggers in the post. Like that that's not going to be good to watch. I reckon it's a trade piece. I, yeah. I, I, I would hope so, because you're looking at their forwards, they've got Derek Favors, Trey Lyles, Rudy Gobert. Um, Rudy! They've still got Trevor Booker. He can stretch the floor. Trevor Booker, but he's a I'd say he's a bench player. A bench player who can do... Did you see that random shot he scored? <laughs> yeah. It was the best basketball I've ever seen. I can't believe Devin Booker's still on the board. I'm generally shocked. I, I don't think... If Phoenix take him, I'm surprised. Phoenix need good players, not not good role players. <laughs> have you have you, have you been watching Lars' reaction to him being drafted by the Jazz here? He does not look happy at all. <laughs> like, yeah, but it's almost like he knows that he's a trade yeah. piece. Like, My favourite thing is when the families of the players are all given the draft hats, then they're traded, then they have to take off the hats and put on them new hats. <laughs> it's so cringy. It's like, why don't you wait till the end and then give them a hat? Uh, Wodge has just stated that they think Devin Booker's going 13. Basically, Ross. they've given up on TJ Warren. <laughs> Ross, if you're listening, I'm I'm sorry. I'm not sure about this pick. I don't know what you guys think, but apparently Ty Lawson um, is doing like a live chat thing, and <laughs> on it he turned around and said, "After um, the Nuggets selected Moody, see, told you I was getting traded to Sacramento." <laughs> <laughs> so I hope you guys want somewhere where Boogie's like, "See, told you I was getting traded to Denver." <laughs> I guess Suns fans are a little bit sick of seeing guards and wings being sort of drafted and picked. <laughs> yeah. Well, if they trade Eric Bledsoe, that means they pro- if they'll probably re-sign Knight and actually play him as a point guard, which they should do as when he was playing for the Bucks as a point guard, he was an all-star caliber point guard. And then they got yeah. TJ Warren. They traded for Reggie Bullock. They got Archie Goodwin, who can dunk so much stupid. Well, this is just really weird. There hasn't been really weird. There just hasn't been a um. Like, there's not been a single sign of a trade or anything yet. Whereas, like going back and um, almost two hours ago now, we were thinking there was going to be trades everywhere. Just wait till the 16th pick, right? <laughs> John John Calipari, I think, has just spoiled the pick. I think. I wasn't listening. I was too busy. <laughs> I think John Calipari's just announced Phoenix's pick. <laughs> Two minutes before it's supposed to happen. If you're looking at the players available, there's a lot of centers, but Phoenix have got a good center. They got Alex Len. So, I mean, this pick probably does make sense. Cameron Payne's going to go OKC then, isn't he? They're going to get their man. Oh, God, they're just so lucky. Makes me sick. <laughs> I I seriously don't get OKC though. It's just, I <laughs> they don't need anybody, but they're actually getting a really good player out of this. Yeah, they, they honestly don't need anybody. And then now they got, I think they got DJ Augustine as a a trade chip, and someone would use him. Luke Ridnow is now on their roster after being traded three times in twenty four hours. What a guy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Matt, Matt Barnes, Zebo, and um, Tony Allen are on the same team. That's, that's just going to be chaos. Oh, Jesus Christ. Marcus Gasol will just be in that locker room playing the peacemaker. Yeah, I might, put a bet, I might put a bet on like first punch-up of the season to take place in Memphis. <laughs> <laughs> 
He's a Matt Barnes. Sure, he's a great teammate, but just from the outside, he's a bit of a nutter. Frank Kaminsky has tank stitched into his blazer. Frank the tank? <laughs> it's the little things that keep you awake at two in the morning. <laughs> there is going to be a trade, people. What? It's not going to be a pick, though. Apparently, the um, books are close to trading for Grievous Vasquez. Oh, yeah. He was, uh, <laughs> he was, he was linked with Minnesota. I heard, uh, Flip Saunders was after him. He was going to, buddy boy. He was going to try and use, uh, Kevin Martin. Oh, this Ty Lawson thing gets even better. Apparently he was smoking a hooker, not in a, not a, a lady. <laughs> of <the night. laughs> one of those Indian things. And, uh, apparently he was smoking one of them on camera. So yeah, I'm glad he's not going to be on the team anymore. Oh, yeah, you just tweeted it. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny. Right, With the 13th, the 13th pick in the 2015 pick. NBA draft, the Phoenix Suns select Devin Booker from the University of Kentucky. Devin Booker. I mean, what is it with these Kentucky guys? What do you think? Because obviously these guys go into Kentucky, they play a system, they don't necessarily get to play the way they want to play. Could there be something here? I think he's a shooter. I know that's not very informative, but <laughs> that, that just is what he is. I think he'll be a six man at most, to be fair. Yeah, I think so. I, I mean, he's good. I'm not saying he's terrible. But oh, yeah, I just, you get on the Kentucky roster, you must have something, you know, about you. Yeah, I think it's. I just, I just, it's what I've said a lot of times before. You can find good shooters in free agency. Well, they just yeah. referred to him as a young Clay Thompson on ESPN. Oh, yeah, God. Clay Thompson came out and what, he wasn't, didn't have this reputation as a shooter. He was just an elite defender coming out. Whereas Booker has the exact opposite. He's known as a great shooter. And that's about it. Well, that's so, where the league's going, isn't it? So I guess he'll, he's going to find himself a fit there anyway. Oh, yeah. He's yeah. going to make a good career. I, I'm not, I'm not saying he's bad at all, but it's just, I'm not sure it's the best fit. No. It was Phoenix's biggest need. They're only um, comparing him to Clay Thompson because of his uh, height and all his, his weight and all that sort of stuff. He's practically the same, I think, as Clay Thompson, so it's only because of that. OKC is discussing trades at number 14, according to Wodge. I would happily take Kevin Durant from them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll take uh, Russell Westbrook. That would uh, that'd be nice. Get him in. Jason Kidd wants all the point guards. <laughs> he's just stashing them. But he will do, though, because he's a point guard. Well, he was a point guard himself. It makes sense, really. But yeah, I think he he likes to... He wants a project, a point guard. That's why he's got MCW. He's yeah, actually he's done in. quite a good job with uh, Jared Bayless as well. Yeah, the Oklahoma City will select Murray State point, uh, Murray State guard Cameron Payne, the number 14 pick, Wodge. Yeah. Wodge needs to stop ruining the draft. Yeah, seriously. I might block him. Wodge is just ruining the draft for everybody here who's having a little bit of fun. Um, apparently, the according, according to Brian Mahoney, the Knicks measured Prazingis at seven, seven foot three with shoes, 233 pounds, 38 inch vertical. Phil Jackson said the other day his numbers were impressive. Pretty L seven foot three. 
I love how they stipulate with shoes. With the yeah. 14th pick in the 2015 NBA draft, the Oklahoma City Thunder select Cameron okay, Payne. Cameron Payne from Murray to State the University. Oklahoma City Thunder. And that is the lottery round. Yeah. Well, the Thunder kept their promise, I guess. That was pretty much their only need. It was a backup point guard. You look at their bench, they've got Mitch McGarry, who came through as a really nice uh, shooting big last year. I don't know if they'll keep Carl Singer, but he can score. But he's not hes not useless. If you use him as a spot shooter, he can knock down shots. I, yeah, it's a good pick. I thought he would go to Indiana at 11. That was where I had him going. He'd just fill in the void for um, what Reggie Jackson left, really. Yeah, I mean, maybe he'll end up with the same fate that, you know, they'll... Who knows? They'll trade him off. Right, guys, thank you for coming on. No problem. Yeah, no problem. We are going to call it quits to all of you folks listening. Um, It is 12 minutes past two. We've just covered the first 14, yep, 14 picks in the 2015 NBA draft. We'll give you a full recap of the entire first and second round at some point. Over the next few days, um, stay tuned to the website, doubleclutchpodcast.co.uk, for like the live blog updates with regards to who's being traded and what's going on in the free agency. Uh, check out the Twitter, which is at doubleclutchuk. Um, if you are watching the NBA and doing any bits and bobs, please use hashtag NBA, hashtag NBA in the UK so we can uh, get involved in your conversation. And the Facebook is facebook.com forward slash doubleclutchpodcast. So, um, yeah, you can find all of our Twitter feeds and bits and bobs on the uh, on the relevant site. So we'll catch you at some point over the next few days. Goodbye. Adios. Goodbye. Goodbye.